party nerds are taking over. It's Gamer Central, baby. baby Yo, Gamer baby. Central. Gamer Central is back in the house. After a long absence since E3, we've been going through a wild, wild 2018. And for the oh, most yeah. part, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening up to the end of 2018. So we're going to be here talking about all the big news, what we're going to be expecting, and a whole lot more. And we also got a fan question out there about the game of the year because we know it's rapidly approaching. Smash doesn't count. Smash does not count. And Smash does Kingdom Hearts count. 3. But well, <laughs> Pinoist just announced the next year. Ain't even out yet. Yeah, but we already know it's going to be the game of the year. Let's be real. <laughs> everyone's here except for Wild Luigi. You know, it's fine. It's but we a, got Piranha Plant. Everyone so, hey. except Wild Luigi isn't everyone. Okay, so we got Piranha Plant. I'm okay with that. Yeah, we got, we, we, got, we, got we got Piranha Plant. Like, yeah, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> so your boy Ed is in the house taking over for the show. Also, we got AJ's in the house as well. Yo, what it do? Yo, this Pokemon game. I'm actually been intrigued. We played it on stream earlier today, and while I'm not got used to Ultra all balls. the controls, it it looks a beautiful game. I'll give it that. Like the controls are actually really really nice. Yeah, no, I, it's it's just very it's streamlined Pokemon mm-hmm. that is just like a very relaxing experience. You know what I've been doing all week? What's that? I've been having my Switch just like on my computer desk while New Girl is playing on the uh, monitor behind it, <laughs> and I'm just playing Pokemon Go, and it's just like a relaxing little ditty. It's great. I love it. There's nothing wrong with this game. It's great. So Pikachu and Zoe Deschanel. That's basically your Yo, it's, life. It's, that 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 is actually <laughs> it my dream. Party nerds, uh, AJ, straight back to high school. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> Seth's in the house. Seth, what's going on, man? Girl. What's going on, Seth? And Marcus is in the house. What's happening? Hey, hey, it's me. <laughs> and Jorge's in the house, videotaping for us on the Instagram Live. What's up, Instagram people? Welcome to the Gamers Channel here. Instagram fam. Oh, yeah. So while we got some Pokemon going on, of course, talking about 2018, there's so much stuff going on, um, but. A couple of topics to go over that I'm going to pass around the table with you guys. First, we're going to start with actually next year, because here's why. Sony made big waves going into 2019, Uh, so a lot of their exclusives are kind of more focused on next year. Yes, they had God of War this year. Yes, they had Spider-Man, but a lot of the bigger games that we're expecting, like Days Gone, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, we don't have any dates for it. Sony is kind of spending their time not telling us about it because apparently now they decided to recuse themselves. They're not doing any more convention experiences. They're not doing their own personal PlayStation experience in December like they normally do. And they're completely skipping out of E3, including this year's 2019. Can we just talk about how he missed three great balls? Yeah, he's a... He's a he's Yo, to be fair, sometimes he's like throwing mechanics are a little wanky. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Suck. Yo, you're terrible, bro. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just roasting with him. Sony, so let me go. start with uh, Seth. I'm going to start with you. With Sony leaving E3, what does that do for the other companies as well as the convention itself going forward? Well, I mean, this is not the first time that this has happened. Nintendo excused themselves from E3, I want to say, two or three years ago. and They've been just doing their own uh, independent Nintendo Directs, which seem to be doing really good for them. You know, they're getting huge views on that. It lets them stretch their content out over a longer period. E3's kind of a trade show in a lot of ways. They'll show off new consoles, and I think Sony... Um, with this last generation, when it came to the previous generation with like the Xbox 360 and the PS3, you know, one clearly dominated it, and that was the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And then people later down the line in the life of the PS3 realized, well, the PS3 is a pretty formidable little console, you know, and well, that was after the price came down and people could afford it because it did release it too much money. $600. $600. Oh, God, it was expensive. Yeah, I, I don't know like how I convinced my parents to give me that like day one. <laughs> so then, I don't know how I convinced them to not only get it for me, but also to camp outside with me for three days to get it. Oh, no. Oh, no. You, you, see, my dad, you are a spoiled brat. Yeah, you're a spoiled. <laughs> That's terrible. After, after I got good that, great rates. I don't know. Okay, sure. <laughs> after all that, so then Microsoft tried to take the stage with the Xbox One and that <laughs> flopped. They made a lot of mistakes. So they've kind of given Sony the, you know, all the cards now. Yeah. And Sony really has, you know, taken taken their money and run. Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking it and they're running with it. So I, I think that they finally think they're big enough. Not that they weren't before. They definitely were before, but I think they're finally saying, hey, we're big enough that we can do our own conference. And honestly, they kind of did that with the PlayStation experience earlier this year. Me and Party Nerds AJ went to that and Ed too. And I think even yeah, you were there was there Marcus, too, yeah. So we yeah. all went yeah, to the PlayStation was there, experience you know? in Philadelphia, and that was really cool. 
And that was kind of an event that they just did. They It was separate from E3, so I think if they do events like that in the future, it also gives them a little more control over the event, too. That was a really cool event. It was definitely cooler for the people that were there. Mm-hmm. They had this guy playing some kind of instrument, and he's one of three masters of that instrument. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they probably paid a lot of money to have that man play that. Uh, I think it was for Ghost of Tsushima, which yeah. looked really cool. Let's so. just call it the toot. So I I think this is a good move for Sony going forward. So, Marcus, real quick. So now that we know that Sony's out of the picture and we know Nintendo's kind of always gotten out, as you mentioned, they got themselves out of it. What does this do for Microsoft now? Because now, in essence, they own E3. Now, granted, most of the companies are showing their stuff on the show floor, but I don't think I don't think Sony's doing that either. I think they're just completely getting out of the game, completely recusing themselves. And I love this. I love every moment of it because. PlayStation, okay, wait, let me backtrack. E3 is no longer what E3 was when mm-hmm. I was younger. It's not the same thing. It's 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 more of a trade show than what it was before. Like before it was a trade show, you got a bunch of new games, maybe you get a hint of a new console. It's not as exciting as It's it not used as, to as be. exciting anymore. So what I want E3 to become is I want back to your question, I want Microsoft to also recuse themselves and start their own thing because Microsoft is big enough where they can run their own thing. Right. Well, they, I mean, they bought enough companies so they can do it now. Exactly. They do Blizzard. Yeah, Blizzard Con, Con has, has so. Dude, Destiny has its own... Uh, and that's made by one... Dev studio. Well, no, they're they're owned by Activision, so, so they're okay. Yeah, so they're they're a part of that, there's yeah. a reason that Fair. that is on Battle.net. So that's on Blizzard's, like where you play WoW, you play Destiny. Yeah, you on play the Destiny on the same. Yeah, yeah. So they're huge, but they like some of these big companies having their own trade shows. I think it's really cool. It's it a good thing. So much more freedom. It's a good thing they get they get freedom. They mm-hmm. get to show you new things that they, they they don't have time to show you when they have that hour at E3 or that right. yeah. that 45 minutes at E3. And what I want E3 to become is. A, a conference for only devs, like a true trade show, like G- like, like, like GDC almost. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. GDC is kind of like that. Yes, the, I want it to be just like, hey, we are a bunch of devs that we're all doing this thing, and we're all came together and made this game. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Let us know. You know what I mean? That, that's what I want E three to be because it's going to be more fun to see it that way than to be like, oh, PlayStation's coming up next, and then you forget literally about everything else. Like, <laughs> right. it's the dumbest thing in the world, and you need to be able to focus. Like, I like the Nintendo Treehouse mm-hmm. more than I like Nintendo's conference at E3. I always like the Treehouse more because they give the indie developers time, and they yeah. also still show stuff that there is in their main line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, it's just It just works. It works. So AJ, AJ, so with all this, like with now this decline at E3, what does that do for the fans? Because remember, about a year or so ago is when they started letting the general public buy tickets to go to E3 to be able to experience the show floor and possibly be able, be able to get into those press conferences that the big companies did. But if companies like Sony are going to start to pull out, and then, of course, Nintendo's already done it, and if, if Microsoft does it, what does it do for those gamers who want to go and they can't? really go to see the games that they want. So, in your opinion, which do you think engaged more fans? Uh, one day of E3, like the people who managed to make it into the press conference, or one day of the PlayStation experience? The, technically, with the, with what we went through, the PlayStation experience. Yeah, like there were like literally dozens of theaters throughout the United States that were like you know packed with PlayStation fans and like shared passion. Now, imagine if they try to do something like that, but on a larger scale. Maybe they have like video game demos in the movie theaters. If they plan it out in advance, they can really do something huge. Can you imagine saying like, "Hey, we have a special PlayStation experience. We go to the theaters. They announce the PlayStation Five. And it's like, oh yeah, and then when you leave the theater, you can play the PlayStation Five. Can you imagine some shit like that happening? <laughs> like we got like free games." And all this other stuff at the uh, the event, so mm-hmm. I, I'm not too worried about the fans. And like even with like Nintendo leaving, um, you know, E3 a few years ago, um, sure, like the fans couldn't go to their press conferences, but because of that, we got a lot more Nintendo Directs, which um, is great, which is even better. Like every like two months, if about not more months, often, yeah. um, we always get like a little like you know sneak peek of something to come forward to. Uh, they announce it. And then, like five days later, everyone's talking about it. There are mm-hmm. like many events that keep us hyped throughout the year. It's not like we're all waiting around for like the Tokyo Game Show and E3, like two things for the entire year. Right. It kind of spreads it out and makes it like more of a year long engagement thing. And so I, I don't know. I think it's better for fans overall. It's, it's better for fans overall, I feel like, as well, because like you said, it, it puts the, it puts your, it, it not tempers your expectations, but it puts your expectations in like spaces. Mm-hmm. So you have this for this, and then you have this for this. Yeah. And then Nintendo's doing a thing, and then 
Xbox is doing a thing or Microsoft or whatever, and then Sony's doing a thing, and it's just like I feel like that will be better for the gaming community as a whole than us all waiting for. Oh my God, what are they going to show? Are they going to show anything? Is it going to be just <laughs> stupid? What, what, what is it going to be? Is it going to be EA? What, what's going to happen? Yeah, I'd rather it be. Hey, we're being intimate with you, our customers. Yeah, we want you to come and experience us as we are not through the filter of e3 not through the filter of anyone else this is us this is who we are and i really hope that's what they do and i'll take a different stance on it and this is actually just kind of popped in my head and this will be the last thing i'll bring up for this one of the things that nintendo has always been kind of dominating recently especially with everything in regards to super smash Bros. ultimate think of where people are now consuming these nintendo directs not just nintendo's website youtube of course is a big one because of interactivity then Twitch, not just Twitch, Nintendo, other people watching Nintendo and reacting. So I think because you have that kind of social interactivity that you normally wouldn't get at a trade show, that's going to be bigger than actually being able to get to the trade show itself. It generates more hype. It generates more hype because more people are involved. Mm -hmm. I have one more thing on this topic. and I I think that moving forward with Sony leaving this conference, um, Microsoft has already been kind of putting a focus on PC. Um, I'm a PC gamer myself. I don't own an Xbox, but I obviously have to follow Microsoft stuff because they are in control of my platform indirectly. <laughs> so they're taking a lot of their games and they're they're trying to put them on PC. You know, we already have confirmation. I think that the next Halo is going to be on PC. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Sunset Overdrive, a game that from all accounts, from what I've heard from people that have played it, was good. Good game. Just a little short. Uh, also being on a console that nobody, nobody bought. <laughs> so, you know, I think this is an opportunity for Microsoft to maybe, you know, with the, all these people dropping out of E3, if they're going to stay, they could own the next E3 by just saying, hey, look, we have all these cool games. We're going to pull a Nintendo and rehash them back to PC where people will actually play them. Because we all, most of us already have PCs we can play these games on that are, you know, if you're a PC gamer, you probably have a computer that's better than an Xbox One. And mostly, and most of the people have been talking about PC anyway. Like a lot of, especially with the recent Xbox conferences, everything's been coming out on PC as well as Xbox. So there's no real like console exclusivity. So they could partner up with the PC convention and do something bigger. But since we're talking on Xbox, I'll do a quick topic about this because uh, I know we got the phone lines open. 856-457-8660. We want you guys to call in. If you have Game of the Years that you want to nominate, uh, we put up a list of some of our favorite games that have come out in 2018. So if you have a favorite of yours, whether it's on the list or not on the list, let us know. Call in. Uh, we'll discuss it as well. As long as it's not Assassin's Creed Odyssey because, like, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Oh, boy. Don't don't fan the flames right now. <laughs> so the last thing about Xbox, uh, one of the rumors that has persisted out of um, Xbox recently is the fact that, yes, they have a lot to show off for possibly next year's E3. But the rumors are that they're planning on bringing out an Xbox One or some form of Xbox console that's going to be completely diskless, meaning that no disk tray, all hard drive space, because uh, they're starting to realize the potential or even the focus of digital content. Is that a good thing? Like, is physical content... Going to be going away soon. Okay, so can I chime in on this first? Because like I'm a, I'm a huge like I like physical media. Okay, I like physical media a whole lot. The 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 most uh, downloaded games I have are on my Switch, but that's because I lose cartridges. I'm that guy. But I like physical media specifically because they you're holding this. It has trade in value. You can do something else with it. Like if you don't want to play the game anymore, you can trade it in and go get another game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With digital, you can't do that now. With this move, Xbox has lost me forever. Because mm. like I I I like the Xbox One. I had one until, you know, I got a PS4 because I realized it was the better console. Cause I thought Microsoft were just gonna woo steamroll everything. Yeah. But uh once I got a hold of the Xbox One, I was like, eh, it's all right. Not a lot of games out on it. Can I add something to Go this ahead. real Go quick? For just it. just as like a this was a real big fuck you to gamers, and this is gonna tie into something later. When, when we're talking about, I was going to talk about Scalebound earlier, but I was <laughs> oh, Scalebound! Like, I wanted that game back so on the topic bad. of E3. Wow. Yo, when we Rip. see some things at E3, it's like, yo, that game looked cool, and then, yo, fuck it. But as the topic of physical media, I heard, now I haven't confirmed this because I'm not buying this game until I know it's good, but okay. Fallout 76, <laughs> which we're going to talk about later. We're gonna yeah, that's going to be next. We're going to cover that. But 
it didn't come on a physical disc. If you, I heard if you bought it, you got a cardboard disc in a box with a download code on it. Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> so like, that's a fact? So like, let's say a, him who loves physical media bought it, he'd get a cardboard disc with a code oh, on it. Oh, I would be so upset. <laughs> Do you, have, you have pictures of that? Like, does somebody I, take I a picture of it? Yeah, pull it up, pull it up, because I'm curious about that. But okay, back to the physical media. Back when when if if uh, if if Xbox goes with their Microsoft goes with the not using physical media, I think they will see a decline in sales. To be 100 percent honest, because there's a lot of people who still do like physical media, and while we may not be the majority, mm-hmm. word of mouth travels. Mm-hmm. So if you go, hey man, the new Xbox is going to have a physical disc. Like I can't like, you know, if you want to play this game, you can't like play it i can't give it to you at all ever like you have to buy the game you have no choice it's very anti-consumer in my opinion uh but there's a point where you know you have to look towards the future where everything is going to be digital eventually it's just going to happen there's no stopping it it's it's i found it it's it's easier to get it takes uh it takes more time to download but the game is well, think about Better. it. Like, well, think about it like quote, this: quote. you have companies like like Google or Apple ha- who have those uh, I, like Google Play Music or iTunes Music. YouTube is starting to do that with YouTube Premium, where there's this monthly access to get everything. And I know that it's not something that's prevalent all the time, but you have Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation yeah, yeah, yeah. now. They're kind of like on the subset. Like they're kind of sub, uh, subliminally in your brain, but you don't think about it. And I think that's probably why they're thinking about this discless Xbox because Xbox Game Pass, you can pretty much play almost and almost anything. It's a rotating system of items that you can access. Netflix is the same way, Hulu's the same way. So I think companies are starting to see it more along the lines of, well, we can keep their attention now. See, I'm right. the opposite of Marcus. I like to have all my games digitally so I don't have to change the disc. There's no disc to lose. I don't like to trade in my games really. So I have like a collection of like 600 on PC that I don't have a disc for. Uh, I sent you the link to the cardboard disc. It was the PC edition. I don't know if that's the other ones, but it's in like, oh, the special okay. that edition. Makes more sense. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. no, that makes okay. the least sense because, like, on PC, they could have given us a flash drive with the game on it, and that would have <laughs> been like more. Pro- like, if we bought it, if you go out of your way to buy the physical version of the game, you really should get something a physical. physical disc or <laughs> something. Uh, but I also was Get reading that even on the other versions, the disc only has 200 megabytes of data, which is definitely not the full game. So it's probably just the installer files mm-hmm. and then downloads the rest off the internet. What about the people out there in like third world countries who want to play these games who don't have solid internet connections? If, right. if you don't have a solid internet connection, you shouldn't be playing Fallout 76. Yeah, there. but yeah. you'd be Fair. surprised how many people can get the game but can't play online solid because they just are like people in like Alaska they don't have good internet or Texas they don't have good internet in the middle of Texas there are places where you have to have a satellite to get internet out there so that's very true it's unfair (laughs) to those customers who are willing to spend their money to support these companies and then kind of get screwed over yeah no that's uh that's I mean, Bethesda slaves. <laughs> Let's have a conversation. <laughs> this, this is the way I see it with the whole like discless S- Xbox. They're not saying the next Xbox, the next main one's not going to have any CDs. They're saying that they're going to release a special version of the Xbox One without a CD drive. Will it cost less? That's what they I'm ha- saying. There's no confirmation of what uh, pricing or anything. If it just costs yet. less. If they release a version of the Xbox One without a disc drive that costs less money, um, has all the specs of the uh, Xbox One X, and um, maybe it comes with like you know a free game or something like that. Then I can see if I can kind of justify it a little bit. If it's an alternative option, if you want to get your physical media, you can still get that version of the Xbox One. But if you want to save some money and maybe get like more bang for your buck and you do stuff okay so anyway. see yeah okay that, now that, that, that is sense. a good business model that's why you went to college isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good business model right there that's actually really you know, really super smart because if you if you release two di- di- different versions of the system not only are you capitalizing on that what, yeah. ken, what ken just said but you're also capitalizing on the fact of hey why don't you have that one and that one and then <laughs> you can play off that and be a you know capitalism you know i, I would say that and we're not, I want to make it clear, we're not sponsored in any way, but if you really want a better experience, you could just buy a PS4 Pro. <laughs> it's, it's Sony. It really listening. does have all the bells and whistles. Like, Sony won this generation. I, I mean, what Hands games down. are you playing yeah. on Xbox anyway? Nothing but There's Halo no when it's not on it. <laughs> well, My 360 it games. games. We've, yeah, we've exactly. You're playing PS3 your 360 meme. games. I'm playing though, My 360 because that's games. What matters. That it's the PS3 meme. PS3 has no games. Well, now PS3 have games and Xbox One have no games. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> so mo- so uh, moving on to the specific game we were talking about, because I know we, we were dancing around the topic, Fallout 76. Ooh. 
controversy has surrounded this game Oops. since launch due to the fact that a lot of there are some gamers. I know some of the gamers out there, like we got a big comment section on our Instagram page discussing the benefits of this Fallout 76, this model that they're trying to put out there. But there are others, myself included, who feel like, yes, you're focusing on kind of like PvP or co-op or something related to that. But to kind of make the world empty yeah. kind of hurts it. And especially with the fact that, yes, you're still running on your traditional Bethesda Fallout Skyrim engine. And the fact that you can still have these games that are just kind of break themselves with all the stuff that you can do with Fallout. Recently, we heard about the server completely getting demolished because you had gamers in there launch three different nukes that are like three different nuclear stations. They launched the nuke codes, launched the nukes in the air. Game completely destroyed itself. Which like, is come insane. On. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> also, in response to that, there was recently a patch, 50 gigabytes to update it, which is basically the size of the game itself. What? Why is the patch that big? Why are you basically reinstalling the game? So, besides that, of course, we know that also on Metacritic and on other websites, it is getting review bombed. Now, not a lot of the websites have officially put out their reviews for Fallout 76, probably because of the fact that they're trying to get through the multiplayer to get a fair review. But you're seeing like 20 out of 100 based off of user reviews. What happened with Fallout 76? Yeah, how well, did Fallout is... get a lower rating than Corey in the house? Like, you know, <laughs> it's super easy. So as the group's uh, PC elitist, I can tell you that Bethesda doesn't make good games. And what I mean by that is they don't make games that are well-tested. So they'll release a game that is hella buggy. And then the community of, like, they have a very dedicated community of modders. Like, if you've ever played Skyrim or Oblivion or Morrowind or Fallout New Vegas or Fallout 3 or even Fallout 4 on PC, you know that there's mods for everything. You can get bigger guns, smaller guns, guns that shoot faster, guns that shoot nukes. You can change every NPC to whatever you want. You can add any armor you want, anything, really anything you want to do, their engine lets you do it. Well, now you have a Fallout game that you can't mod because it's online all the time, and Bethesda wonders where they messed up. You made a game... That literally that excludes your by, <laughs> that excludes your community. Why? And the only people that buy it are the ones that are going to play it on console because obviously, like you couldn't mod the console versions of Fallout before. But now, even that's a thing with uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One having mod support. Even if it's light mod support, it's something. Dude, my grandma and was Darth Vader. And my grandma was Darth Vader in Fallout 4, which you mean slight mod support. Yo, you've <laughs> seen what you can do with mods in that game. Like with Skyrim Script Extender, you can do anything. And it is crazy. But point, bring back to the point of like, if you're not going to allow the people who buy the game to mod it, and that's the sole reason most people buy that game, at least on PC, is to mod it. Right. You just excluded your entire fan base, and you're back to only the people who buy it on consoles, which wasn't that great. You know what I want to see? Another game made by Obsidian Entertainment. Give us another Fallout New Vegas. Ooh, yeah. Give us literally okay the same with game with better graphics. Remaster it. You know, okay, so here's here's my attack on to that the Fallout 76 mess. You took a game named Fallout, and you made it this rich world with all these NPCs, mm -hmm. and there's, like, lore and story, and there's things going on, right. and then you literally took out every aspect of that and sold it as Fallout still. That game is no longer Fallout. You can't mod it. Mm -hmm. You can't... There's no NPCs in the game. It's just you and your friends, quote-unquote, except, you know... It's like four... They even said it. There's, like, not a lot of people going to be on the server at the same time. It's like... So like what are we doing? What are we doing here? Why What's are we playing point? this game? What is the point of this game? Is it just to walk around and find tabby cats like walking around that are unmutated somehow? Like, what's the point? What is the point? <laughs> they, they turned an RPG into a straight up MMO yeah. and then took and out then the story. They, they, they turned it into an MMO and didn't add any MMO elements. No, no, no. <laughs> but here's the thing about that. It's not the fact that they turned it into an MMO. Think of the initials of MMO. Massively multiplayer online. Okay. Fair. You're already getting rid of Massive. Two, <laughs> massive. Exactly. <laughs> to have one server have only up to 64 players when usually you'll have servers that are much, much bigger than that. What the hell happened? Yeah, so, I, I don't understand that w why they thought this game was going to be well received. I, 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 I told you, like, I said this support. when it came out, when, when I saw it at E3. I was like, this game is not going to do yeah. well. It's not going to do I think well. their idea is to just sell you DLC later for it. Like, when you think about MMOs, they're genius. Like, look at World of Warcraft and how long it's been around. So the, the game came out in like 2004 and they've been pumping out an expansion every year or two 
for like 10 years. So they've been doing that, and that works great. They get $60 in those expansions, man. So, you know, any company would want to do that. You know, make the same game every year and keep selling it. If they could do it, you know, let's let's look at Smash hey. <laughs> or Pokemon. You know, those are those are gold mines. Pokemon specifically is an absolute gold mine where even if the game isn't a 10 out of 10, it sells a million copies. I will gladly give Pokemon my money. <laughs> I don't see, see why like, the Pokemon I want to see get the better money. Pokemon they're going to come out with next year. Ooh, that core Pokemon game, baby. Ooh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> cool. There's so much, like, literally, uh, so Fallout 76 is kind of like one of those games that you list, you look at, and you just wonder why mistakes have, why mistakes have happened on the, for that kind of company, for Bethesda to kind of, I think you've reached a point where you just release the same game over and over again, well, and I think that. you finally hit the limit. They did do that with Skyrim, yes, but it's you... even on your Alexa. <laughs> they e- they acknowledge the... the meme. No, but here's the thing with Skyrim. Even though they've been re-releasing it on console after console after smart device after television, whatever, you knew what you were getting. You did with Fallout seventy six. You cu- they they Told led you, you one were way, get one thing, and then you went over here through the glass. What the hell? So that's my thing about it. They led you to believe that you were getting. The Fallout experience with your homies, with your homies, but you weren't getting the Fallout experience with your homies because a sometimes you may not find homies. B there aren't any computer controlled homies to chill with either because you have no nothing to kind of understand what's going on in this world and why. Except we're those, uh, the except those terminals. Don't forget about those terminals with that lore in there, Look, like Grimoire cards from Destiny get, that if, no one liked. If either. I wanted to get a text based game, I would get go Destiny? get a. Uh, <laughs> Look, I would give if there was like a buy, skip, or sale, like wait for sale scale. I would say wait for sale. Yeah, this I think is the definitely game has a wait some for sale. potential, but right now it is definitely not a not, buy. Not not a buy. Yeah, not, there's not there's a, a million games you could buy before buying Fallout seventy six that you would actually enjoy. Like um, shameless plug, not sponsored in any way. Black Ops four, baby, that game. Oh is yeah, way too, much fun. way too much fun. It's way too Everybody's good for everyone. About on, but it's good time. It's, it wasn't in our game of the year discussion, but. I've been hearing not nothing but positive things about Black Ops 4 in terms of like the gameplay, in terms of the multiplayer and how it works. And it's strange it's because for a long time, Call of Duty lost me. I, I was not a fan of the of Black Ops 3 with the wall running and shit. I'm yeah. like, what is this? This yeah. is Halo. I don't like this at all. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to play Halo with real guns. I want to play Halo with alien guns. That's way more fun. <laughs> um, but this new Black Ops, not it, they're... Brilliant for taking the campaign out. Smart decision, Activision. Good job. Uh, but that's not the mo- you say often. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the multiplayer, the multiplayer is so good, and I didn't think it was going to be good. I thought it was just going to be you know Call of Duty, and it was going to be like Yawn Black Fest. Ops Two, Yawn uh, Fest, yeah. the same shit over and over. And no, I'm having fun every time I play a match. Every so, time, I, I, I get excited every dude, time I, I load into a match. Party nerds AJ in the car that they're doing console specific patches, which is a big deal for a, a company making a shooter game. So like my PC version of the game is getting different balance tweaks than the PlayStation version of the game because they control 100% different, and that makes sense. And to see a company who I have lost faith in go back and redo, try to redefine what... I see as a Call of Duty game, and what the fans see as a Call of Duty game, it's the it takes the longest to kill somebody in this Call of Duty. You have yep. to heal yourself, hmm. um, which is brilliantly balanced. It's brilliant. It's more balanced. like yeah. Overwatch, where you have characters instead of picking like a flashbang, you now pick a character that has a flashbang. Yeah, which. Fuck that character in particular with his overpowered <laughs> nine-time flash concussion rate. It goes off nine times. It's the only super imbalanced thing in the game. You can see Dr. Disrespect rage about it on Twitch. It's hilarious. But it, it's bullshit. They're going to fix these things, I'm sure. But definitely the best Call of Duty in the past, like, Five, since, ten, since Modern Warfare yeah, 2. Yeah, since Modern Warfare 2, honestly. Like, For me, it's, it's Black, Black Ops 2 was the Bla- last good one. Black Ops see, 2 was pretty good. Black Ops 2 was really but good, wasn't but it Modern wasn't Warfare Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 was, 2 was something special. And that <laughs> game was broken. Like, there was, that mm-hmm. game was so imbalanced, even on its last patch. Like, do you do any of you remember the models? Like, running around dual models and sniping people across the map Awful. with antique shotguns? Oh, I hate, oh the dual Kimbo. Yeah, they were so great. But then they, like, nerfed those, and they never fixed the UMP. P45 silenced or commando or or <laughs> where you can uh, literally judge uh, one man army for three feet tubes. away. They didn't fix one man army noob tubes ever. So you know they're they're not the best at balancing, but 
the game is at least fun. And that's something I can't say about the last one. Yeah, very. (laughs) But I haven't tried Battlefield 5 yet. And I'm going to get the Origin Trial so I can maybe review that game for us. Definitely, we got to check that out. Because for 15 bucks, I can play the whole game. Worth it. That's worth, worth, it. worth it to try it and get a review yep. out of it. So I know, Seth, you were mentioning that you have. A, we are going to be rebooting a lot with the Party Nerds YouTube as well. A yes, lot of stuff we, we have are. going on. We're going to have reviews coming up soon. Uh, we're also going to have a lot more gaming content. I know I still have the uh, unboxing of the special Smash. I picked up a Smash switch Ooh, and baby. which looks amazing oh, yeah. believe me i'll show everybody when uh we leave here but uh we'll have an unboxing video soon for you guys to check it out check out all the details about um this new special edition game uh and the console for it that's going to be coming out in december as well but since we're almost at the end of the year of course the major topic is the game of the year so we are close to the end of the year close to the end of 2018 we're going to be talking about all the different games that are coming out and what's the best all-around game Oh, actually, before we get to that, one of our callers has to have a suggestion as well. Caller, are you there? Yo, what's going on, Party Nerds crew? It's Andre. Yo, Yo Andre, oh, yeah, baby. Andre, what <laughs> what's going on, man? <laughs> Yo, shout out to Ed, shout out to Ken, shout out to Marcus, shout out to Seth. What's going on, guys? Doing good, man. So we're just about to get into our Game of the Year discussion because we know a lot of uh, different websites, uh, including the Game Awards themselves, are starting to pull up their nominees. But if you had to pick one game um, and defend it across all the other games that it came out, what is your one 2018 spotlight? And why is it Tetris Effect? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. Well, I think I'm in good company here when I say that I really honestly do believe that Dead Cells does deserve the Game of the Year. There we go, baby. The that's that the one right there able, dude, it was able to undermine so many head like so many um big name titles and in, in imbue this new kind of genre that is now kind of making its way through like this indie game community like this metroidvania which i love the term dearly mm-hmm. i think it's so cool i think it like really grasps the fact of like what you're really getting into also out of that entire list you put out there man which one is the, is the only 2D um, platformer here. Like, it's it's such a standout, and it's because it was so good. It was so addictive. It was so, like, there was so much creativity. There's even lore in it, and you just need to keep looking for it. It's so cool. It is, I will admit that out of all the games that have come out this year, it is the one game that, if I have nothing going on, or if I'm really stressed out at work, or whatever it may be. Sit down, relax a little bit. Sit, not, even, not even just sit down and play it. Take it with me. Yeah, because it's exactly. on Switch and it's yeah, on right? console. So I have it on both. I play it on my console at home to get as far as I can there. And then I try to see if I can do it portably on my Switch. It's amazing. Like it, the, the what game, this game that is. sells is it's great. Like the, the whole great. thing about like getting it to the Switch platform was like something that we were even talking about for like months, if not a year before it even came out for Switch or even announced. And we're talking about how that would have been like the perfect game for the Switch. Next thing you know, they announced it did and sales from it just kind of took off. But real quick, while I'm on the topic of sales, I've I did I was listening in for like at least a solid ten minutes before I got here, and I gotta say, Seth, you really gotta do some fact checking, man. You can't say <laughs> that what? like PC Skyrim community is the only community in the biggest community. I just fact check you, man. The oh, biggest sales Oof. for Skyrim Oof. was for Xbox. Oof! It was, really? Over, it was, was it really Xbox 360? Boom! Oh man, you, you yeah. got for the 360. I guess that was initial By sales, half. but I'd say that. The developer, or no, not developer, the modding community is what sales, drives man. that like, game as a whole. About, but at the same time, it's like you gotta, dude, you gotta, you gotta fact check yourself before <laughs> you start making these big, grandiose claims. But that's all I really wanted to add in. I'm gonna let you guys go. I got a Flyers game I need to watch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You have all right, on, my guy. Thank you very much, Andre. Much appreciate it. Thanks for the call in. All right, I'll see you guys. All right. So, gaming websites are starting to put out their other E3 uh, game of the year list. We know that. You got one more caller? Yeah. Okay, oh, caller, no. are you there? And AJ, Pete, what's good, y'all? It's Carl from Codex Prime. Yo, yo, yo. What what's up? Yo, all the crew are coming in today, man. What's happening, brother? Nothing much, man. He's dealing with this rain and stuff over there. But yeah, I want to give my quick like game and game of the year nominees. Throw it in, man. What's what's if you had to pick one, I, or even like if you have a multiple, just a top three, just three in general that. If you had to define 2018, what are they? Top three, I uh, Spider Man, 
All right. Fair. Absolutely. In which I'm playing the DLC right now. I had to take a break from the DLC. The screwball stuff was kind of getting on my nerves. And I remember <laughs> job was getting in. So I'm like, let, let me call in real quick. So, All yeah, right. Spider, yeah, Spider-Man for PS4, definitely. God of War. Absolutely. And Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Ooh, there you hey, go. Fighters fighting games, baby. So what? So we know, I know yeah. you discussed Spider Man with all the stuff that's going on, and but of course one of the things that we were going to touch on. Well, I'll give you this uh, this part as well. God of War. Just the fact that they did such a radical yeah. change to the improvement and kind of made it like this slow paced game, but also like very story driven, but very cinematic. Um, single player content in 2018 has been really, really strong. Um, do you think that's a trend that's going to keep going? Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. we're starting off the year yeah. next yeah. year with Kingdom Hearts 3, baby. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Like I said, I remember AJ like had to, AJ played Kingdom Hearts for like, Kingdom Hearts what was it, for like 15 minutes at, um, at Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yo, it was great. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm saying, but what God of War, though, what was crazy about that is, like, sometimes, like, you had no idea whether you were going into, like, a cinematic or you were still, like, playing, because it just kind of, it was, it seemed like the game was just one huge cinematic. Mm-hmm. The beautiful work on their engine, really. Yeah, it was really, really beautiful. I can agree exactly. with that. Exactly. And the story, like, I'm actually hoping that there's going to be, like, a sequel to this. I'm pretty sure there is because of the way the game sold and how um how reviewed it. And, and know, how, how Sony likes money. Reviewed it was. <laughs> exactly. And I think every I think Kratos and changed the way that everybody calls calls each other boy now. Oh yeah, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> yo. So, uh, Carl, thanks for the call, and man, I know you guys got Codex Prime. You guys are uh, going live on Facebook tomorrow. I'll make sure to be a part of that chat because I know you guys got a lot to discuss, especially with Survivor Series, and I will have a lot to say. So, I'll be a part of that chat. Yo, definitely, yo, definitely, man. We're looking forward to you guys. Same here, brother. Thanks for the call, in. Yo, no problem, man. Have a good one, y'all. All right, thank you, thank you. So. Roundtable, 2018 ends right now, not including Smash. Top game, go, Marcus. Dead cells. Dead cells. All right. It, it's like Andre said. It's it's got repetition. It's got it's got everything you want in a video game. It's got replayability. It's interesting. I have beaten the game on. I, I beat the game on the normal mode. Then I a, after you beat the game, uh, you get a boss cell, and you can make that use that to make the game harder. And then it goes on and on and on. Right. And uh, I've. There's doors you can access based on based on those uh, how many ball cells you have, and the highest I've seen so far is six. Mm-hmm. So there's six levels of difficulty, and Oof. I'm on the third level, and it's who boy, it's difficult, <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. But like the, the game itself is just good. It's got replayability. Every time I'm like, oh, I'm so angry, and I don't mm-hmm. want to play this game anymore. Usually, Blaze Blue because I'm getting my ass kicked. But I go, oh, uh, whatever. I'm just gonna play some Dead Cells. It's, yeah. it's it's just the it's, it's just a good the go-to. Pa- it's, it's the, the good, go-to. It's a good palate cleanser game, I think. Exactly. Something's yes. bothering you or something else is going on in gaming, you just put on Dead Cells and you, you just feel better. You just feel better about yourself because you can just one-shot shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, your game of the year, if you had to pick one. Man, that is really hard. We've had a lot of games this year. Um, right now, I'd say... See, it changes a lot. Right now, I'd probably say it's actually Black Ops 4. I can't think of many other games that have come out this year that have really like sucked me in. I'm still playing games from last year, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm still playing Destiny 2 on PC. They did improve that game a lot. Very much. Uh, over the past year. Uh, I'm still playing... What else am I playing on my computer right now? I still play Battlefield 1 sometimes. And I'm really excited to try Battlefield 5. And I just haven't had time. I'm a big shooter fan. Um... But I'd say, like, probably game of the year would go to, like, not mine in particular, but maybe as a whole would probably go to, like, Fortnite or PUBG for stealing the show with that whole genre. Like, yo, Seth, <laughs> suck a dick. It made such a big explosion. Like, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that that game didn't change gaming. In so, wait, are, are we picking like your personal favorite game, the best game of the year, or the most popular game? Because really, are the two one and the same. I the most popular movie is not the movie of the year. You know what I mean? But same concept. But you can't argue its influence not being enormous. Oh no, no, I'm not. In and of itself, spawned like forty other spinoff games. Not not spinoffs, but games of similar. Genre when that didn't even exist before. So like, don't don't get it twisted. I think Fortnite is a good game. I think it's a good game. I like to play it. I think that 
its influence and the scale is like something I haven't seen in years in the gaming community. But I will not call it the game of the year. Uh, well, <laughs> well, you know who I did, did call it game, game of the year? The golden golden joy. That's why people under eighteen aren't allowed to vote. <laughs> but it, it made so much money. You can't deny at least its influence. Oh no, I can't. I, I, I respect it, but it's not the game. But of the I, year. I would probably. <laughs> right now give it to Black Ops just because it's amazing to see a game that I never thought I'd say this Call of Duty bringing it back. I Call never, Duty I never thought I'd see that. Back, it's wild. I thought they were going to honestly drop into the franchise oblivion. at some yeah. point because I thought they would just continuously lose money like you know what I, I checked on what Andre said he's right. He's right. And the Xbox did sell the most copies of Skyrim but like any game with every re-release it dwindled in sales, so the the Xbox sold eight point eight million, and the PC sold like three point nine, I think. Right. So, but that as it went on, every iteration of the game sold less because people already owned it, already played it. You know, you're trying to appeal to people who haven't played it yet or want it on a different console. The mm-hmm. Switch sold one point four million units or something, something along those lines, which that might go up because it did just come out. What three, three or four months ago? It wasn't that long ago. No, that Skyrim came out on the Switch. So, you know, sales numbers drive a lot of things, and they drive things like sequels. Yeah, that's they do. True. So I, I thought that he was going to disappear. <laughs> AJ, go ahead. All right. So, um, in terms of personal, I enjoyment, swear on my life, if you say Tetris Effect, <laughs> listen. Okay, so I, I will say this: Tetris Effect is not the game of the year. However, it could be. However, it is the game that we need right now. There are too many games <laughs> out there I that are, so are just like you know, like you know, highly intense shooters. Um, are, 80-hour RPGs, like these crazy, crazy, like, uh, games that just, like, demand your attention. There aren't too many games where you can just, like, pick it up, relax for 15 minutes, like, you know, like, listen to, like, you know, music and everything like that, the trippy effects. It's it's a different type of game. Um, with that said, um, I would have to give it to Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> well, before one. we get to mine, we do have a caller. Caller, are you there? Uh, hello? Hey, man, what's going on? What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name's Tom. I'm calling from New Jersey. Nice. Hey, nice call in, man. Uh, so, game of the year. We were just kind of start, uh, discussing it. What's your game of the year and why? My game of the year is Spider-Man. Just because it's, it's a great game. The story arc is perfect. Uh, the character development is amazing. Uh, and the fact that they're pumping out new DLCs for the game every month, which I find incredible. Oh, every month? Yeah, dude, yeah. Since, since launch, uh, every, once a month, they've been releasing DLC as part of that season pass. Um, oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't so, know about that. Like, you had, I had no interest in Yeah, you had the Black Hat DLC, you have Hammerhead DLC, and then there's one more coming at the end of the year. Oh, they're doing Hammerhead? I'm going to yeah. buy this game now. That's it. That's it. It got me. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the game. Just, like, you know, play just it play. Oh, yeah, but, I live with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, So, um, what else about, so you have Spider-Man as well. So, what? another question I'm going to ask later on, I'll ask you real quick. Uh, if you had to look forward to 2019, I know it's early and there's only like maybe three games that are actually coming out in 2019, but what's going to be your most anticipated game going forward? <laughs> Don't stop it. <laughs> Come on. Seriously? <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Go ahead. 2019, I honestly haven't been paying that much attention, so I wouldn't be able to say honestly. But I'm excited for the future of Destiny, if I have to say so myself. With I like you now, guy. <laughs> I like you now. Yeah. All right. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, with with how they fixed the game from vanilla to Forsaken. It yeah, it's like way better. better. You got to give them respect. Got to give them respect on that one. They they did a full turnaround on that yeah. game. That game was real bad. If you played that game and you're a hater of it and you own it, I recommend even if you don't own Forsaken, go back and give it a try because you get all the patches. Even if you don't own Forsaken, give it a shot. See if you like the balance changes. It's really good. Definitely. So yeah, thank you for calling, man. Man, we do appreciate it. Yeah, man. No problem. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So, he actually kind of took the wind out of my sails. Oh, Spider-Man no. was going to be my choice of game of the year. That's a good choice. Oh, so it's a good choice. I'm surprised you picked God of War, but yeah. No, <laughs> I, honestly, I played God of War. It got slower. And for me, the start of Red Dead was a little slower as well. And I couldn't. it took me out of the immersion, even though it's supposed to be like this realistic style. You know, going back to the Wild West, it's not going to be the outlandish Grand Theft Auto V. We all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Spider-Man just hit the right pitch of just like, continuous action but with great character development um, and the animations of each character and the emotions that they portrayed were well thought out. Uh, you felt for Peter more than you did Spider-Man. 
like just the char- the Peter Parker character development. Same with uh, MJ. Same with Doc Ock. Same with Norman. Like all the characters were developed really well, and the action scenes leading up to that were such a spectacle. Like that, that's the one thing we haven't really seen. Like character action games like this um, since like the PS2 era. Yeah. Like in terms of superhero games, like, yeah, I, that's you don't fair. really see it too often. So I think. This is going to be the start of that, like the success of Spider-Man with the fact that there could be a sequel based off of the ending and everything else. You know there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, there's there's going to be a sequel. But I'm curious to see if other superhero properties take note of what Insomniac did and get a big studio behind it. You know what I would love to see on, on that note? I would love to see a Thor game. Where you where you roam around Asgard and you're basically doing the Spider Man <laughs> thing, but in Asgard. I would but love to see that. Square cool. Enix did announce like last year that they're doing a AAA Avengers game. Yeah, and but it's we still have, in development. Oh, yeah, we'll see. So you know, like I didn't get to play that Spider Man game, but I watched AJ play it, and it was really good. Yeah, it wasn't the the hardest game I've ever seen, but graphically, it really was beautiful on the PS4. It blew me away. Really, so, a lot for a console or a PC gamer. Nice. So we're going to take one more caller before the end of the night. Caller, are you there? Who's, who's this? What? What's going on? Used. I'm here. I'm here to talk about my favorite Spider-Fan game. Anybody hear what he's saying? I can't understand. Him. About I heard again? Butterfingers. <laughs> I might I'm have heard really Butterfinger sure. too. Spider-Man was the best game ever. Spider-Man that's what it was. was. That's, that's, okay. That All works right. for me. I mean, not the best game ever, but okay, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you like about Spider-Man? Uh-oh. It seems like they're gone. Oh, we I lost think we them. Lost them. <laughs> well, you know what? We got your message. Spider-Man was the best game ever. Thank Spooder you, Spooder Boy. Spooder Boy. So, a so, couple more minutes left. 2019 is going to be huge. We we're gonna get through this last hurdle December with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Of course. Then we're gonna we start January off with Kingdom Hearts and, and with Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 2. Resident Evil 2, baby, without tank controls, the way it was <laughs> supposed to be made. Right. The real Resident Evil game. So I think and also one of the things that we didn't touch on as well, um, not just in gaming, but also other media as well. The fact that the producer of Castlevania, the Netflix series, got his hands on Devil May Cry. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yes. It, that's going to, like, literally, gaming is now getting out of just actual, like, interactive media, but now to have it portrayed on, tele- on television, if Pikachu. you will. The Detective, Detective Pikachu. The Detective Pikachu movie is going to be And insane. then also, there, there's the Witcher show coming out, and I heard rumblings of a, of a, a Zelda uh, 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 TV show or there's something some or other. No. Zelda has been on the Netflix docket for a while, but there's no clear-cut like developer-producer for it. Ooh, can baby, I, I need I that. Can I touch on Witcher for a minute? Go ahead. The guy that wrote the books is really, really mad about all the things that are happening with the Witcher universe because when he sold the rights for the games and all the other media, he did it uh, as a lump sum. And that series went on to make more as a video game than it ever did as a book, which is a shame because it's not only a good book, but the game series is really good. So he's really mad because he's not getting any royalties from any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's mad. Which oh. is a shame. It's Dude, a if you're shame. out there listening, you should have made a better deal. We, we love you <laughs> for making it. My heart goes it, out to you. <laughs> but at the same time, damn, sucks. Yeah, but the thing is... I. It's hard to have the foresight yeah, that, that, yeah. that the Witcher series was going to make that much money with a first game that nobody really acknowledges and the second game that was great and the third game that was like godlike. I mean, it's funny too. It has the Street Fighter syndrome. Nobody remembers that there was a first game. They just remember that there was a second well, game. The first yeah, game no was a rhythm ba- It wasn't rhythm based, but you clicked and then waited a couple seconds and then clicked again. It was just a mess. Like almost like an action RPG more than it anything was else? Like a yeah, it was a big mess. There's like a mod that fixes the combat for PC that makes it like kind of playable, but yeah. even then it's just ooh. Yeah, Witcher 1's not <laughs> ooh, that great. But Witcher 3, however, is like ooh that's a good time. <laughs> that's the, that's the it good goes from ooh to ooh. <laughs> so, I mean, look, just the fact that you have all the like gaming is starting to take over the mainstream now more than ever now with television shows, with movies possible, because I know you had in this year alone, you had three di- gaming movies. You had the record, of course, Wreck It Ralph. Ralph yeah. Oh yeah, that comes out this was, week. That comes, yeah. Oh yeah, let's go yeah. see Wreck It Ralph. Yo, let's all go see Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, uh, you have Tomb Raider came out earlier this year. Ready oh, yeah, Player yeah. One mm-hmm. was another one. huge one as well. So you're starting to see more integration of like that gaming culture 
in movies. Now it, you see it in TV shows with different time, franchises. It's not the first time, though. Let's not forget that the Doom movie exists. Oh, no. don't We don't talk about Dwayne The, the Rock Johnson okay. as Doom Guy. So that, that reminds me, and I just want to go back two <laughs> seconds to talk about that Devil May Cry show. Yeah. Can we appreciate how he's not just making the show? He bought the rights to the television, like, for Devil May Cry. Oh, he did yeah. it so that way no one can come in and say quote, fuck it up. Because he owns the rights to it. He bought it. <laughs> That's actually great. He bought it. That's it's actually great. great. Especially, Especially with Devil brilliant. May Cry anime, though. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, the I anime heard... wasn't bad, but it was like, it wasn't... It was He's like in do the 2000s, better. though. It's going to so be like so anything. much better. Wait, so do we, do we know if it's going to be they animated? It's going to be animated, right? Probably. No confirmation yet. I mean, but if it's anything to go off of, we know how Because Adai well. likes to do... Yeah, like he does both because we got that that Power Ranger short that he did was really really cool. Oh, yeah. He did Judge Dread, and then he did Judge Dread, and then there was and then he did Castlevania. Did yeah, you and know, he also I, has, if you go on YouTube, he has a lot of bootleg shorts of like he did one with James Bond, um, he did one with Mister Rogers. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, look, it's he's it's great. Look it up; he's phenomenal. I, I don't think Devil May Cry will translate well into like a live action thing. But I think that it would translate really well into really an well into an anime because it's just something. so ridiculous. Now, like in Devil May now, Cry Four, Dante gets impaled by a giant sword and then pulls it out, and it's like, what else you got? Like, wait now, now CG animated or no, like this no, type no, of no, 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 anime no, no, animated? No, 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 no. Never CG, never okay. CG, never, never CG. ever CG. Bad just CG. Out there. <laughs> I just want to know because you never know what kind CG of animation needs stuff. to stay in those big budget drawn. movies where it can look good, <laughs> right? So much stuff going on. So look. Gamer Central, we're up, we're pretty much tying at the end of it. We have one minute to go. Um, everybody out there, enjoy your Thanksgiving as well because oh, yeah. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Black Friday's right around the corner. Shop yeah. responsibly. Please shop online as well. Also, yeah. just do your research. Like, there's some places where, like it's the same deal, but if you get a place A instead of place B, you get like a mm-hmm. gift card and things like that. Don't just like say, oh, it's on sale. It's the best price. You know, be sell loyal, not you know brand loyal. Yeah, there's definitely do that. Like save your money. Be be safe out there. If you guys are going out on Black Friday, uh, like itself, be safe because I know like they've been trying to do a lot of precautions to make sure that nobody's getting run down, which would be great. Please, you know. Keep yourself safe. Shop responsibly. And be nice to the salespeople. Oh, yeah, because they yes. Be that. nice to yes. the retail people. Agreed. Like, If God you damn. haven't worked a Black Friday, you won't understand, but please be nice to them. Oh, also, yeah. don't forget about Cyber Monday. If you don't want to go out on Black Friday, it's okay. Cyber Monday is a thing. You can get really good deals online. Mm-hmm. And then there's like another Cyber Monday or Green Monday. Is it yeah, the week after? Like yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's, there's there's small plenty bit, of things. And also, if you're a big gamer like ourselves, you know that there's all those local shops that also sell games. They usually have something called Small Business Saturday um, as well during this weekend. So support your local businesses. If you live right nearby one, Bandit support Video them. Games, baby. Go check it out. Not sponsored, but go check out <laughs> Bandit Video Games. Place is great. Uh, real quick, everybody, um, what's the last thing to look for? Smash Brothers is coming out soon. AJ, where can people find you on social media and who's going to be your main in Smash? Yo, you can find me at, on Instagram at PartyNurchAJ and I'm going to main Incineroar and Cloud. Okay. Marcus? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at uh, I am underscore mini fridge. My main in, uh, in, in Smash are going to be Piranha Plant and then Kirby. Seth? Uh, you'll find me soon on our new Party Nerds YouTube channel, which that I'll be too, using baby. as my primary channel instead of my old one. But my main will be, I'll be Solid Snake. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, David Hater. <laughs> I'm not actually David Hater. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. And you'll find me at Eddie Road Dog with two Gs, and my mains are going to be Sonic and Ken. Specifically Ooh. Ken. I've played a lot of Ryu, but seeing how much faster Ken is... I am ready for it. Guys, Partners Gamer Central, we are done. We will see you guys next week when the main crew comes back. Peace out, y'all. Peace out. Peace.